Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. Hello, and welcome to episode 18. It is December already, so we are getting ready to celebrate the holidays. And as always, we're celebrating with our favorite beverages. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking Austin East Cider's Pineapple. It's, it's really it's really good. I do like yeah. the pineapple one. And it, this is the first time in uh, in all of our episodes that we're recording from two different locations because yes. we usually record together. So interestingly, I am not drinking the same thing as you for once. I am actually drinking a, um, not a cider. I'm drinking a beer tonight from Four Corners in downtown Dallas called El Chingon. And it is delicious. So I am currently, um, I think as we've mentioned before, I'm nomadic. So I'm currently down in the Corpus Christi area near the ocean and not to sound obnoxious to our friends in the north, but it was 80 today. And so a nice cold beer is going down very slowly. Shut (laughs) up. I was in a sweater and boots and walked the dogs and was still cold. And no, I'm Texas cold. It's only, it was only 57. (laughs) Yeah, that's Texas cold. When I said North, I didn't mean Dallas. I meant like (laughs) further north, you know, where it's real cold, like where it's snowing and stuff. Oh, the real cold where they're shoveling the white stuff. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And we're not talking about the white sand that's outside of my camper right now. I just wanted to be a little more obnoxious, you know, throw it out there when I can. Ew. So seeing as it's December, of course, all of our minds are wrapped around the holidays. So we were discussing how holidays and traditions change once divorce becomes part of the picture and how important co-parenting is and how it can make or break holidays for the kids. Yes. Um, I just posted a little message and basically if you follow our Instagram, you've already read it, but Just as a reminder, I said to all parents who won't have kids for the upcoming holidays or will only have them for a short time, your feelings are real and validated, but your kids need you to be strong and set the example. You can do this and you can do it with your head held high. Showing your kids what true strength, resilience, and class is, that's what truly matters. Celebrate with them on a new day or make your own traditions. Traditions um, have no rules when setting them. So there are no rules to, to tradition setting. And, um, I, I know that in a perfect world, co-parenting takes two people and you don't always have the other person that will work with you. Um, not everybody has the option of co-parenting because sometimes you get a stubborn person on the other side, but we're hoping, you know, hoping that through maybe your own example, through as hard as it is, my mom always said, be the bigger person, um, kill them with kindness. And I used to hate that. I did. Cause I was like, I'm always the bigger person. And I still feel that way. Sometimes I'm tired of being the bigger person. Sometimes I want to be petty as fuck, <laughs> but I, I do. I'm like, why can't I be the petty one? Why am I always the one that's compromising and right. being the bigger person? But when we're talking about co-parenting, we're talking about putting the feelings, emotional, uh, emotional health and mental health of your children first. It ultimately blows my mind how many parents can't do that for their children. Yes, Like they choose exactly. petty despite their children. And that's heartbreaking because 
it's the kids who suffer in that case. Exactly. And they can't see, they cannot see past the end of their nose. Right. Um, they don't, they don't even, all they're, they're wanting to do is hurt and manipulate and torture the other person because maybe that person hurt them or let them down or devastated them through the divorce, but that's not the kid's fault. Exactly. And if you're, if you're constantly berating the other half of them, which is their father and or mother, you're, and you're being the petty jerk. You're actually, I'm going to say it. You're being a bad fucking parent because you're not putting your children first. And especially during the holidays when they just want to relax and know that they already dealt with your, your fucking divorce, right? They shouldn't have to deal with continuous pettiness from either parent. So no, not at a time of year that's supposed to be so family centered and so tradition centered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And magical and uh, more about them than about yourself. Right. You know, the holidays are about looking outside of yourself at at everyone else around you and and being of service and, you know, giving and all of that. It's not about taking, it's not about being petty and it's not about torturing the children that you brought into this world and they didn't have the option. Precisely. Yeah. But I I, I think that some, some adults just can't get to that level of maturity. They can't, like you said, they can't see past the end of their nose to understand how they're fucking with their kids holiday celebrations. They just think about themselves. Oh, absolutely. And, and they don't think about what they're doing to their child, their child or children mentally. Right. They, they have no concern whatsoever. And I think if they ever were sat down and some people wouldn't, wouldn't even respond to this, but I remember the first time that my children came to me and discussed how I had fucked up. And I remember it absolutely took the wind out of my sails. Like it devastated me, but they had every right to do it. Hmm. Kind of, you know, messed up and made bad decisions and didn't really think about what I was doing to them at the time. Um, And I wasn't mentally healthy, but I think that if through the holidays, if you just stopped and you looked outside yourself and you looked at your children, you made every decision with your children in mind first. I really feel like the co-parenting or the the tradition changes, the the compromises, even if you're the only one doing it, it's going to be so much better, so much stress, uh, less stressful. And it'll also be better on the children. Like that is an absolute must. I, I will not back down from that, that you have to stop this petty back and forth shit, at least through the holidays. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And we spend our entire, well, I'm speaking for those of us who went through long marriages and raised our kids for the most part together. We spent all of those years making sure the holidays were about our kids and that our kids were happy and excited and had traditions and had fun. And that shouldn't change just because mom and dad aren't together anymore. There's no reason for that to have to change. It's still about, like you said, giving and happiness and love. And But I, I do know that obviously that's not the case for many divorced couples. Exactly. And moving into kind of ideas or different topics regarding the subject, because I think we've driven home the fact that you just, you have no other option than to be the better person, period. Be the better person because you are a parent, period. As, as Gen Z says, period. Period. So, (laughs) yeah. So in my case, um, I know your case like usual is different, but in my case, Mm -hmm. I had, I had another person to work with. And in the beginning, it wasn't all 
you know, sunsets and rainbows. In the beginning, we were very angry with each other. And in the beginning, we were that that couple that couldn't see past the end of the, you know, those parents that couldn't see past the end of their nose. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I did have to work with another person that was just as stubborn as I was. And so fortunately I saw, because they pointed it out to me, what it was doing to them. Like my kids are very vocal and my kids finally said, you know, this sucks. And because they are outspoken to me, not to their father. I wonder why they're outspoken. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. I get it from my mother, my ex mother in law side. She's very outspoken. <laughs> it's me. Shut up. <laughs> but they came to me and they said, you know, mom, that it's got to stop. And what that required in the beginning was for me to give up. So I had to be the bigger person and that required for me to give up some holiday time that I did not want to give up, but he wasn't budging. And so the kids were just stuck in the middle of this, you know, perpetual argument. And it took me to say, okay, fine, I'm, I'll I'll sacrifice that time because I don't want my kids to be sacrificed in, in all of this. And it sucked. It absolutely sucked. It eventually did get better, but it absolutely was devastating in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, I I think regardless of the situation, the first Christmas is just different, no matter what the situation is, whether you're co-parenting like champs or or not co-parenting at all. It's just different, period. And I think it's got to suck for most people, I I would think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because co-parenting wasn't an option in my case, but we had our first Christmas without my parents and without my ex-husband all at the same time. And so I didn't have the the co-parenting issue to deal with. But all of a sudden I had just this realization that uh, I, I don't know what the hell to do here. I don't know if I keep traditions the same and then just make it really obvious that there's tons of people missing or do we totally switch it up? And ultimately we just decided to completely switch it up and and do something new, but that's hard too, because there, those traditions are gone then and and you're starting, you know, from scratch. And so, yeah, so I think either way, the first, the first Christmas is just, well, first holidays are just sucky in many ways. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how you approach it, they, they really are. And it's an adjustment. And I think you have to, you have to be, be gentle with yourself and, and that whole situation. It, it was, I think in that moment, I was so angry at, and feeling sorry for myself, but then angry that I had to feel sorry for myself. And then angry Mm -hmm. that you know, that I was having to miss my children and sad and, and no one, because we've, we've discussed this before that I really didn't have anyone to talk to because I'd lost everyone to, to say, you know what, Bonnet, it's like, feel what you feel. It's, it's okay. Yeah, You're valid. You have every right to feel this way, Exactly. but you can't let this trickle onto your children. Like you just cannot do that. So vent to me, I'm going to be your sounding board. I'm going to be the one that holds you up when you cry. I'm going to be the one that, you know, you can get angry and and yell in front of me and tell me how you truly feel. But then, you know, like the country songs say, wipe your tears, put on your makeup and you go in there and you, and I'm not saying hide things from your children because I'm a firm believer that especially older children, they want, they want the authentic, your, your authentic self. 
to show through. So, but still you can't, you can't let them parent you and be your support during the holidays. Like you just can't, that's too much for them to bear. Absolutely. And I think the, the first Christmas after my divorce, I definitely was in that way deep in that I was so mentally unstable that I I'm pretty sure they did parent me a little bit, but, but I just, I, I couldn't keep myself together. I, I just could not do it. I mean, ultimately we got through it, but I remember in our case, one of the weirdest realizations for me, and I was 45 years old and it hit me at 45 years old as we approached this first Christmas without our usual traditions, without the family unit altogether, that I had to make new traditions, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like an adult capable of doing that. Like I followed my grandparents' traditions and then I followed my parents' traditions. I didn't know how to come up with traditions. I didn't know yeah. that I could just say, this is going to be a tradition. <laughs> like it just, I, as weird as that sounds, it did not occur to me that I could just make traditions happen. But ultimately, well, you know, it's like when you're forced into a corner, you just figure it out and like, oh, okay. So this is how we do this. I, I will figure it out. And, and we sat down and we figured it out together. Like, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. We want it completely different. So we're not, you know, feeling the absence of everyone and, uh, right. and, and it worked out, but for whatever reason, I just, I, I couldn't fathom that, that making traditions was something I could be responsible for as weird as that sounds. <laughs> no, I, I, I completely get you because when you come out of a, especially our type of families where you come out of these really strong, you know, traditional, like you always went to your moms and dads and you, I always went to my moms and dads and, you know, there's like a set schedule through the holiday and you knew what day each little party was and you made sure that you saw everyone. It was like, I didn't have to think through it. You know what I mean? It was, it was all planned out for me. Exactly. And you just did it. That's what you did. That's what you always did. And that's what you'll continue to do. (laughs) And that's what you're used to. And that's what your kids are used to. And now, now you're having to come up with your own thing and you're having to, there is, you know, a sense of sadness about you because you are, you do feel that absence, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to be strong for your children. You're trying to set, you know, set off on a new journey and every, every beginning is daunting and yeah. overwhelming and intimidating, even tradition setting with your kids, you right. know, now, cause you, the one thing that I worried about was I don't want my kids to fall. I don't want them to pity me. Right. Yeah. I, I do not it. want my kids to pity me. So I don't want to be the sad, Oh, the sad mom's sad, you know? So we need to really go over there and see her. I didn't want that. Like I, I wanted to be the parent that they're like, Hey mom, you know, we got to go to mom's cause she's having that really, you know, we, this is what we do with her now. I wanted it to be a, a, a transition like that. Yeah. And in the first couple of years, I was, I was the parent that everybody pitied because I, I fell hard. I was, I was, I was betrayed in so many ways that I felt, I felt really, really hard. And I allowed myself to be pitied by my children. And finally, one day I was like, what the hell are you doing? And I had to step up and, but yeah, tradition change, tradition changes are very, very daunting at first, but then they turn fun. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now I understand that. I don't know. It's something about like, I, even though I was 45 years old, I didn't say, but I've, I've talked to other people who lost their parents. And they said the same thing. Like, you know, you become a different type of adult once you don't have parents. And I just hit my first 
Christmas without my ex-husband and without my parents. And all of a sudden I was this new type of adult and it did not occur to me that I could be responsible for something like that. Now I enjoy it. Now, Now I, you know, I'm at a place where I get excited about new traditions that I can bring into the family. And I understand that that's my role now. Right. But it's, uh, you have every right to, to those emotions because they're, it's not easy. You're, you're like me in a different way where you lost everything all at once as well. No, I, I, I completely, I still have my, my mom and my stepdad, but it, at that, that first Christmas, I didn't. Yeah. You know, that, that first Christmas, you know, people were, the family rumors were still running wild and it was still, you know, crazy. So yeah, I had to come up with my, my own family traditions and that, that changes things. Like it just really, it, it puts you in a whole different position. I know exactly what you feel like, or you're saying, because I didn't feel like I'd been a mom for 16 years, but I didn't feel like, like my mom was the adult. Exactly. You know? and, and now I was having to come up with traditions for my kids and it just kind of, it's, it's a whole new reality. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But you're right. Like now, now I enjoy it. Now I, now I've wrapped my head around the fact that I can do that. Like it's once you get past the, the awkwardness of like morphing into that different type of adult, then, then it is a cool realization. Like, wow, I can set these traditions for, for my kids and possibly eventual grandkids. And I'm the one who starts that, which is cool, but I just wasn't prepared for it. I think. Of course. No, it it came out of nowhere for you. Nowhere. So no, I completely agree, but y'all have come up with some amazing new traditions. I'm sure we have, we have, I, I think, Right now, we're in this interesting stage where we're all kind of all over the place, you know, one in college and one who's just moved to a new location. And so our tradition has just been seeing where we can celebrate Christmas. And, you know, we still have family in Michigan and we do. We've spent the last two Christmases up there. This year we won't because uh, because my aunt has just had a really bad bout with COVID and we don't want to risk going in there and making things worse for her. But, uh, but yeah, we just, we've ended up celebrating Christmas in some really cool places on the beach and in all different locations. So that's kind of our tradition for now. And then eventually we'll settle down somewhere and build different new traditions, but maybe the tradition is that we don't have a lot of set traditions right now, if that's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. That is a thing where every year it's, you know, something different. It's, yeah. it's what are we going to do this year for our, our Christmas? Like yeah. that's, actually, that's actually pretty cool. And I'm envious that y'all are allowed, you know, y'all are able to do that. In, in my case, I've really struggled with the fact that, I mean, I was married to a doctor, so he clearly got, you know, the money. <laughs> And I had to start over in my forties. And so I kind of want to speak to, to those of us who, you know, the, the single moms and or dads, you know, depending who is the bread maker or a breadwinner, but sometimes it's, it makes it even harder when you're the, the parent that's having to start over Mm -hmm. after divorce and, you know, finances are stretched and you're suddenly in a different financial position and you you know, want to hide that from your kids as well, because there's a whole different level of pity in that, you know, well, mom's the poor one or mom's the one that can't afford to, you know, dad can go to 
Florida for three weeks, you know, during Christmas, but mom, you know, mom can have a, a simple tree and, you know, food at her house and Christmas movies and, you know, which is still beautiful, but in the back of my head, I still have that well, I can't give them what he can give them. Right. And, yeah, you know, and I, I, I totally get that. But I also think that consumerism has taken over Christmas so much that that the tree that you have and the time that you spend with them, it means more to them than any grandiose gesture that money could buy, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. And and I get that. I, I honestly do. Well, I get that. <laughs> you know, my head... My head gets that. Right, right. right. At the same time, I just, it's, yeah, it's a, it it still creeps, you know, back in it. Oh, I'm sure. Even all this time with, uh, you know, going on eight years being divorced and it still creeps back in that I can't give them yet, yet. There you go. I I like that. I I can't yet give them the experiences that he can and, and maybe the gifts that he can. But at the same time. I I have come to truly love the the things that we've created during the holidays, the moments that we've created during the holidays. So that I just had to get out of one mindset and get into another. That's great that you were able to do that because I don't know if everyone is always able to. And I, I can think of a couple of friends that just still really mourn what was instead of right. being able to to turn over that that leaf and start appreciating things for what they are. And, you know, we'll always have a part of us that, that remembers how things were and traditions and all of that, but there's also a lot of value in being able to stay present and enjoy what you have, whether it's little or whether it's a lot, it's still family and it's still beautiful. I do like this, this particular Christmas, I will, um, my son is home from, um, from the military for two weeks. Well, 10 days. And dad gets on the first five days, which happens to be Christmas Eve night and Christmas morning. And traditionally I've gotten Christmas. Um, if he got Christmas Eve, I got Christmas morning. If I got Christmas, if, you know, or vice versa, right. You know, so, um, but for this time, the way it worked is I won't get them until Christmas night. So it it's going to be already. I feel that, that, even though I'm, I'm co-parenting and, and we're getting along and, you know, I know the children are going to have their, their adults now, but they're going to have an amazing time with dad, but this will be the first time ever in, you know, 24 years that I won't see my kids on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. So it, I won't see them until that night. And so it's, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be a hard one, but I also am very thankful for my kids because they're already planning Christmas night. Like they're already planning the evening with me and throwing out ideas and stuff. So yeah, I, the thing is, is that for me, and I'm going to get vulnerable for a second. I might get a little teary. Um, I never cry in episodes. (laughs) The second one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be different if I had a family that, you know, our family holiday Christmas is on the 23rd and it has been for two decades. So whenever I say that I'm spending Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, most of Christmas day alone, you know, my husband isn't with me this year Yeah, for this, this holiday. So like I am literally alone 
for this holiday. And whew, that is weighing really heavy on me right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, there, there's been so many changes for you in the last month, month and a half that. Yeah. I like, I already am dealing with, you know, for the time being temporarily being in the house, you know, living with my situation, but it, Christmas is, is definitely kind of staring at me. You know, it's, it's, it's that it's eating at me to know that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to deal with being alone Christmas Eve night and Christmas morning while everyone else is celebrating and everyone else's family. And it, it's going to be a whole different um, aspect for me. And so I, I am trying to keep my spirits up because I also know how low I can get. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a reality that you can't ignore. You have to, if you know how low you can get, you have to know that in advance and be proactive with it. So okay. I'm already yeah, trying, stay on top of it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to be proactive and, and think of ways to to occupy myself and not just like sit here and, and live in my misery and feel, you know, so, so alone. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that is. Uh, yeah. 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 And but I'm, I'm going to be a big girl and I am going to, you know, I'm happy that the time that my son is in, in town that he can have that, you know, time with his dad, cause his dad does work hard and, you know, he is a doctor and he works long hours and sees a lot of shit and that, you know, someone shouldn't see. And I'm very grateful for what he does. And so he, he deserves that time with his children. And, you know, as they get older and start marrying and having children, you know, we might even have to struggle, you know, with seeing them less and less, you know, as they balance everything out. So I, I'm going to definitely just put on my big girl pants and get through it and then just make all kinds of amazing experiences happen when I get them on Christmas, you know, evening. I was trying to think back and I'm not sure we've mentioned on prior episodes why you'll be alone Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Have, no, have we not. discussed the um, amazing sacrifice that not only your son, but now your husband also are making for the rest of us. Yes. Yeah. So my husband up and decided, well, he's been deciding since March, but um, it finally happened and he got his contract and he went into the military. So he joined the air force and um, I joke that he's one of the old guys. Cause he, he <laughs> literally is. Um, but uh, he's gone right now. I'll get to see him on the 29th for a little six hour period. And then he's into his next, you know, training and, um, eventually I'll, I'll get to, we'll be living together again, probably April. So, yeah. Yeah. Super proud time. Like, of course, of course, I, I, but that's so a lot of sacrifice. Of, yeah, it, it, it is because, you know, I don't get to see my son and it, that 10 day window is, is all I get to see of him for a while. And then that six hour window is all I get to see of my husband for a while. But you know what? it like I've said this recently, but I truly, truly mean it. Like I I'm not going to live in my misery, but I, I come like, I am now in a situation where decades of women and men and children have been the significant other at home. 
while their their significant other went out and served and on deployments and you know long deployments and things like that. So I now am in a community of very um, uh, strong individuals that have kind of set the example, and so I'm I'm really clinging to that. Like, okay, yeah, it sucks, but there's been many more that have done it before me, and in sometimes longer situations. So I'm just thankful to be a part of that, that community that has given me such an example of what you can endure. Yeah. So we'll shout out to all the military spouses who are spending their holidays without their significant other due to military. And we thank you all for your service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Both your service and your sacrifice. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. So we just got super, super emotional, <laughs> but it's um, pretty usual and normal for me, but uh, you just jumped right on board. <laughs> I know. I know. It just like, it came and just slapped me in the face during that during the episode. Well, I mean, let's um, be honest. If anybody has a hell of a reason for being emotional, these holidays it is most definitely you. Well, I, thank you. I thank you for acknowledging that. And of course. yeah, I, I kind of get uncomfortable. You know me, I get uncomfortable with being emotional and getting my, you know, put my feelings out there. So yeah. it's, it's funny. I'm, I'm okay with putting my anger out there, but when it comes to like, <laughs> like when it comes to vulnerability and sadness and loneliness and things like that, like I'm very, I go into a survival mode and I'm very protective of it. Mm-hmm. And people will say, you know, Hey, how are you? And I legit will respond. I'm good. How are you? Knowing I'm fucking dying inside. Right. But you know, I I, let them, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I won't let them know. I, I think that's so common during the holidays though, whether it be, you know, your spouse is in the military, you're going through a divorce, you've lost someone in your family. There's so many different triggers that make people sad for the holidays. But you look around and everybody's, you know, in the holiday spirit, everybody's happy and Santa's around and people are shopping and caroling and, you know, all everything that goes with the holidays is indicative of happiness. And so I, I totally understand that. Like, you don't want to feel like you're the one raining on other people's parade. Like, oh, I'm, I'm actually doing really shitty and I'm miserable. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. easier to say, oh, yeah, great. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 you know. But, yeah. but I, I feel like there's so many people who deal with those kinds of emotions at the holidays. Mm-hmm. I know I, I have my little clan of people who have also lost their parents. And, and we talk a lot during this time of year and we're all super sad. And I just think that there's less people that are comfortable talking about it unless you know that you're in the same company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I fully, fully agree. It's yeah, it, I just don't want to be a burden. And like you said, I don't want to bring anyone else down. So I just hold it very close to me. But that there's a lot of people out there, and maybe even some that are listening or might listen to this that, you know, they maybe do the same thing, or they're feeling overwhelmed with their emotions or their loneliness, or they're, you know, maybe even a little bit guilty or whatever it goes, you know, it's like one emotion on top of the other, especially this time of year. But it's also, and and this is kind of a serious topic, but it's also this time of year where you get so deep into your emotions that sometimes you don't come out of it. Some people don't come out of it. And so I think 
it's very, very healthy to talk about that, to find someone you can talk about that too, to open up with and say, I'm like, even if it's just one person, I'm not okay. I'm telling everybody else I'm okay, but I'm actually not okay. And I just need, whether it's to be validated or an ear, or can I please come and spend the holidays with you or something, you've got to have a person that you can say, I'm not okay. And I need, I might need to lean on you a little bit while I, while I'm faking it, you know, for everyone else, because I can't fake it to myself. Yeah. I I think that's super important. And I think that by the time you're our age and even a little bit younger, I mean, we all know someone who's been through the loss of grandparent, parent and divorced. We know someone who is not necessarily, you know, unscathed by what can happen with emotions at the holidays. So I hope that we can all at least have someone in our circle that we can reach out to and talk to. And if not reach out to us, we'll be glad to talk to you because it, nobody should have to fake it through the entire holiday season. That's, it's just awful to not be able to authentically say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of sad and I'm crying myself to sleep because you're right. Yeah, the, yeah. the depression that goes on through the holidays, especially in places where they're not getting sunshine right now, you know, there's already the seasonal affective disorder on top of the fact that the holidays are, are triggering for a whole lot of people. We should be able to be okay with being authentic in our emotions. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I want to hundred percent back up the fact that if you don't have someone in your life, reach out to us, message us on Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, say, Hey, I'm not okay. And I need to talk yeah. and, no, we don't know you. You don't know us, but we'll we'll chat it through on through Messenger and whatever you know, whatever it takes, because we've been there and I'm going to be there. And you know, we yeah. know what it's like. Everyone who knows me knows that you know they they have to say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I go, "Oh, I'm okay." And they go, "Okay, how are you really doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know, okay." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the first. Right. I'm the first one to, to just give you that, you know, blanket answer of I'm good. You know, it's, it's, it, I have my downtimes, but for the most part, I'm doing great. And inside, I literally just the day before have been in the darkest place I've been in, in a while, you know, type of thing. So if, if you're like me, it's not healthy to continue on to sometimes faking it till you're making it doesn't apply. In those cases, you do need to talk to someone. Um, you do need to have someone to lean on and to rely on to that. will keep it in a vault if that's what you like, but say, okay, I need, you know, I need vault conversation right now. I, I need to just get it out so that I can get that toxin out for a moment and breathe a little easier for the next few hours or the day or, you know, the next few days, whatever. But yeah. I need someone to just be a sounding board and hear me out to where I can openly say, I'm not okay. I'm working on it and I'm taking the steps to get there. And maybe I need some, you know, ideas on how, you know, what did you do whenever you were at your lowest? Because you and I have been low and oh, we yeah. can you know, definitely share that as well. So for sure. Yeah. And please don't feel weird about it because we have people reaching out to us daily that we're talking to about the shitty parts of divorce and the emotions that go with it. And we don't know them and they don't know us. 
but we have right. that in common. And so it's important for us to build that community, even if we don't know each other in person and to have someone to talk to. So if you don't have anyone in person that you feel comfortable talking to, please just slide into our DM. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Those are the and slides into our DMs we enjoy. <laughs> yes. We've had the other. And so we enjoyed this time. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> yeah. So to end it in that topic, we just want to say you're validated. You um, have every right to feel the way you, you do. It's okay to not be okay, mm-hmm. but you can't stay there. And so whether it's us or someone, you, you've got to take that step to say, and all you have to do is, is just open the door and say, I'm not okay. Yeah. And then let the other person, you know, pick the right person, of course, but let the other person run with it. Hopefully they run with it. Right. Right. Because it it is a really, really slippery slope, especially if you're prone to depression, because once, Mm -hmm. once you start sliding down that slope, it's hard to put a stop to it. So, and we were talking about this earlier too, before we started recording, you know, once you're, you got to catch yourself before you start sliding or at the very least when you're just starting to slide, because once you're going full speed, it's so much harder to turn back. So much. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And so hopefully this message gets to, to everyone before, you know, they get to that point. So if, if you get anything from this episode, you know, if, if you're one of those types of people like myself, that you truly, truly hear what we just said and take it mm-hmm. to heart. For sure. Yeah. So it's a little well. bit shorter episode, but it was, I think, a really good one. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, there's so much importance in co-parenting for the holidays and and taking care of yourself and being true to your own feelings, even if they're not, you know, the happy festive feelings that so many people around you are claiming to have. And who knows, you know, they they could be faking it till they make it also. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You never know until you open up that door of conversation. You never know what that other person is going through because you you're faking it as well. Right, right. It's like that that meme that I see go around all the time that says, you know, be gentle because you never know what someone else is going through. And we're all going through something. And right. I, I think at the holidays, uh, that's just amplified so much. It really is. It's it, it's such a balancing act because the holidays are on one end, the happy, cheery, magical, family-oriented, like you said. Right. And then on the other side, it's when all of your absences and loneliness and all of that hit the hardest. For sure. For I, sure. I could have gone the first of the year through this experience of, of being alone and it would have been, you know, not as bad as it is now, but it's because I'm going into that time. Yeah. where you know, it represents so much. So yeah, yeah. it's a balancing role, but we, we all got this. We'll all get each other through it. And, you know, it, we always say it takes a village to raise children. I hate that that ends with just children. Yeah. It also takes a village to keep us emotionally in check and healthy as adults as well. Yeah, that's so so don't, don't discredit your village. No, we are not meant to handle these things alone. No, no, very true. All right. Well, on that note, happy holidays and Merry Christmas and all the joy and festivities to all of you and your family. Absolutely. Talk to you soon.